You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday morning. And I'm super stoked to welcome back on the program fitness coach Nathan Sawlier. Nathan, it's great to see you. How, how are you today? G'day, Noreen. I'm great. How are you? Yes, I'm doing very well. And we are live this morning on Facebook as, as well. So I'd love for our listeners to join us there. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. And this morning, we're this program is sort of inspired by a listener who emailed us last week to say that she fell out of her bed and she'd hit her nose and then she sort of whipped her neck back as a sort of reaction. And then she, she hurt her neck, um, sort of like a whiplash. And I'm sure some of our listeners have experienced that. I know I've definitely done that when you sort of dry your hair or when you suddenly move your neck and it just really is very painful. Have you come across that uh, yourself or, or your clients, Nathan? I, you know what? I, I've had a couple of times like that. I had an incident when I, was, when I first arrived in Hong Kong. I was really, really tight through my neck. And... Um, uh, and I started running on the treadmill, and it was only from the treadmill that it set off. And it was my my neck went into spasm. I couldn't move my neck. I literally could not walk. So I had to lie down on my back and just, you know, belly breathe and relax until I sort of could feel the the neck start to ease, and then I could get up and and phone my um, physiotherapist, which of course they weren't available. So I ended up going to an osteopath. Who was able to fix me in a in a very short space of time, um, but you know whether it was whiplash or not, you know neck injuries are just so painful because you know your head weighs around ten percent of your body weight, and so you imagine you're a bowling ball on top of your head, and then you imagine all of the muscles through your neck being in spasm or sore. It doesn't take long before you know you know before that that pain becomes so excruciating and you can't do much exactly and I feel like it you go into sort of two modes you either try and stretch it out and then of course that's really painful and you end up maybe causing further injury um, and then or you just don't move at all at all and then it becomes really tight. I mean, personally, I tend to try and stretch it out really slowly and just sort of, you just don't want to overdo it. Um, but I, I don't know, is, is there a correct way to handle whiplash or, or you know, is it a case-by-case basis? Well, let's, you know, I've been doing a little bit of research over this since you, you mentioned this. And, you know, the immediate ones is um, heat and cold, oh. um, lying down on your back. Uh, and um, and then start to um, you may even use medication. You know, you might even use some painkillers or something like this, or anti-inflammatory to sort of help with the pain. But that's only short term. And what you need to do is, um, you know, you first of all, I always say to see someone that that's um, that's skilled in 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 whiplash, go and see your physio. Or go and see an osteopath. I would pro- I would probably avoid um, uh, if you do see a chiropractor because the thing is is like the joints. Now that you you've, you've heard it, oh, pardon me. Um, now that you've heard it, you've got to make sure that um, you know it's as as stable as stable. you can for right yeah. now. Yeah. So if you go and see a chiropractor or even an osteopath who does mobilize your neck then you may run the risk of, of setting it off even further or making it worse. So what I recommend you do is go and see a physio or um, or go and see a doctor. The first things I said before is heat and cold uh, 
um, lying on your back, um, and then of course using pain medication to be able to ease the pain. But then going to see a a, a practitioner before um, you go any further. Now I, I have treated a number of people with the whiplash in the past, and you know first and foremost I always get the, the diagnosis and and what you know the the treatment plan is from a medical practitioner first because you know I'm not a medical practitioner and because they have a lot more skill especially when it comes to acute injuries you don't want to make it worse as a as a practitioner right so you want to be able to build that trust but the the first things that I would do for me is first of all getting start to get some range of motion through it so moving your head from side to side just within the motion or within the range of motion it doesn't hurt and you would spend some time you can even spend lying on your back you know put a pillow underneath your head and just rotating your head from side to side so that way you start to get that range of motion because the body the the, the body is such a powerful um um what, what what's the word i'm looking for it's a, such a powerful machine, but the word I'm looking for, it gives you such strong biofeedback, right? Mm. So, so pain generally is do not do it. Yeah. Okay? So then so, the range of motion can actually be quite small because if you're in a lot of pain, I mean, we're able to sort of, let me move my mic, we're sort of able to move it from side to side, but somebody who's got whiplash pain might actually just move it a few centimeters. That's right. And oh. you would, and you and would start. Stop. Okay. You would start. You would start there. So all you do is you work within the range of, of motion that there is no pain, right? Because pain tells your body, "Do not go any further than that. You're hurting me. So don't do it. I'm going to stiffen up even more." But if you move through the range of motion and there's no pain, the body goes, "Oh, I can do that. I don't feel pain. Okay, I can do this." So working within the range of motion with, with no pain allows your body first one thing is it starts to allow the muscles to relax in that range of motion and then secondly um, it starts to calm the body down because generally when you know when your body starts to um, go through pain we start to stiffen up and of course we start to get stressed out as well so it's really important to be able to go within the range of no pain I call it the pain teacher the pain, <laughs> the pain teacher, teacher. If you don't listen to the pain teacher the pain teacher will teach you a lesson and if you don't listen to that pain then it'll be like yeah. you'll be in big trouble You'll be in more pain. You'll be in more pain. And, you know, the thing is with whiplash, it does take some time to be able to get over whiplash. You know, just relating back to your story of your friend um, that, or, or the, the listener that, would, that, that banged their head on the floor and they, they back their head. Well, you, you can start moving it within a few days of that. But like I said, work within the motion of, of, of no pain. Um, but you you may have a, a longer runway. You know, it says you know in the in the research anywhere between three and six months it'll take you to to eliminate that whiplash effect. So do take your time with it. It's no need to try and force it. Um, and and like I said, trying to see a, a medical practitioner will get you further down the track. And it also gives you peace of mind too, right? I mean, the thing is, is like you know, it's amazing how the body just starts to relax when you get that perf you know, that professional opinion 
And so that way you can you, you know where you need to go next. Absolutely. And also the neck is so important. I mean, it connects our head to the rest of our body. So, you know, if it's really painful, don't push it. Otherwise, it could be it could be worse. Um, in terms of exercises, um, you know, is it OK to do gentle stretching and to maybe go swimming? And, and are those kind of good exercises to do? Well, like I said, the pain teacher is a very powerful teacher. So listen to your pain. If, if it hurts when you're going to swim, then you shouldn't be doing that. If, you, um, if it hurts when you stretch, then work within the range of motion that you can stretch so that way the muscles and the, and the joints start to move as well. Yeah. Really important because like I said, is, is that you know, when, when, you're, when you go through this, the outer muscles or the, the muscles that surround the, you know, surround the spine, the cervical spine, will start to get tight. And the reason why that is is because it's saying stay still, don't move because it hurts. But like I said, if we start to move at first uh, from side to side, like looking over your shoulder and dropping your ear down towards your shoulder and then dropping your chin down towards your chest and then lifting your head as if you're looking at a plane go overhead, that's where I would start with mobilizations. But like I said, work within the range of motion that there is no zero pain. The next one you want to do is, is, like you said, is doing stretches through those areas. Now, like I said, going to see a practitioner will allow you to identify what muscles that are actually tight and what muscles are weak. Because if we stretch the muscles that are weak, well, then what we're going to do is, is make that joint even more um, susceptible beings to be strained again. So being able to get that expert opinion where um, you, you know what to stretch and, and then, of course, what we need to do is strengthen. Now, we've got these deep cervical muscles in our neck. Now, you know, it's called the homohyoid muscle, the, 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 um, uh, the, the, the neck extensors, um, the sternocleidomastoid, and, and a number of deep um, cervical muscles around the, around the spine could even call them multifidus as well. They're really deep muscles, and they're small. And what you need to do if you want to strengthen them is you need to put it under a load that is just enough to be able to stimulate them, however, not go overboard. Because the thing is, is what happens if you can imagine, you know, you've got, you got two, two brothers, one's a big muscly brother and one's a skinny, you know, you know, wiry brother, but he's obviously not as strong as the big muscly brother. So what happens when you do those strengthening exercises, if the little weak, you know, if the, if the little, you know, skinny brother starts to get tired, then the big brother will come and step in and help him out. Right, but we don't want those muscles to fire because they're the muscles that are saying, "Hey, um, I'm sore. I'm going to contract because the deep cervical muscles are not working." So when we have pain, the little brother doesn't work, right? But if we put it under a load that is low enough that they can um, that they can be stimulated, then they start to awaken up and they start to fire, and so they start to say to big brother. Hey, big brother, I've got this. You know, I'm I'm starting to wake up now. I'm starting to feel like I can activate now. And then the big brother starts to go, Oh, okay, I can start to relax. I don't need to put so much effort in to try and stabilize the neck because little brother is taking over the uh, the job of stabilizing the neck. And so, of course, you build this up over time. Now, this isn't like days, right? This is like weeks, right? So you've got to be really flat with yourself. It's going to take some time, and you need to be patient with this. Yeah, and then so once we started to to stimulate those inner muscles that they start to work again, when you start getting a, a more of a range of motion, 
acceptable for um, for yourself. And, and like I said, seeing a, a medical practitioner will allow you to, to um, identify whether that's the range of motion you start doing. Then you can start working on the outer muscles, the big the big brother muscles. And so that way, um, an exercise you can do, a very simple one, is, is putting your hand, your both hands on your forehead, and just gently pushing into your hand gently, and then relax, you know, five to 10 seconds. You can do the same at the back of the head, pushing back into the hand, and then relax. Same deal on the side of the head. And generally what I do is, is I'll use a small Swiss ball or a little soccer ball so that way I can gently push into like the door frame or something like this to be able to strengthen those muscles. Excellent. Now, now the, 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 four, the four ways is forward, back, side to side, but then you also need to change the rotation as well. So what I tend to do is, is I'll use a ball, you know, a, a, a bigger ball, maybe a soccer ball, maybe even a small Swiss ball, is, is then I'll just gently push, if everyone can imagine, the listeners who are just watching, if you were just pushing against that Swiss ball, and then what you do is you just rotate your head towards the ball and then back to the middle, and then you rotate towards the ball and then back to the middle. And the idea is, is as you're pushing pressure, you're also doing a rotation which starts to strengthen those rotating muscles in your neck as well. And then, like I said, you know, if, if it was, if, if, if it's still there, then like I said, you, you may want to see someone that may be able to, to readjust. But like I said, you want to get that professional help from a physio um, or for your doctor first before you start going to see a chiropractor. But that may be a little bit further down the track once you've started to work through those pieces of mobility and, and strength, uh, 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 stretching, and then of course um, uh, strengthening the, the muscles. Excellent. Um, Nathan, with something like a neck pain, is it quite uh, common for it to be reoccurring? Because I'm, I'm thinking some people with shoulder injuries, you know, you've really got to watch a shoulder. It can happen again with neck injuries. From your experience, if are, are some people more prone to neck injuries? Yeah, that's a really good question. So women are more prone to it. Oh. Um, and, 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 and also women that have had babies. Oh, no. I, <laughs> is it because we're always like, yeah. Yeah. it's because we're well, always I leaning think, over to pick them up from the crib or like you know yeah absolutely i think so and, and also you know the strain that you go through to have birth yes you know when you're squeezing you're dropping your head forward towards your chest and you're yeah yeah i can only imagine when you 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 know better than i do but the um and then of course older people as well so generally, older people um, can strain themselves quite easily, uh, you know, and, and it, it doesn't have to be, you know, whiplash has always been traditionally you're in a car, but like your, you know, like, like, like the, the, the listener who, who, who hit their nose on the floor as they fell out of bed and they witched back, that's just a, another example. Um, you know, another one is like being tackled. Um, you know, in, in, in rugby or in soccer and not expecting it or, or getting hit from behind or, or something like this. So it's just, it can be anything and it can be really minute as in, you know, you can feel a little bit dizzy. You can like have a little bit of neck pain to like, you know, you know, um, you know, the other end of the spectrum where, you know, like I said, you know, you, you cannot move and you need to wear a neck brace. Now, one of the things you've got to remember, especially when the healing of the neck is, is that you can use a neck brace, 
But you want to be able to get to a point where you take that neck brace off so that way your, your neck starts to do the work. Otherwise, you'll depend on it as a crutch. Now, back to your question, the, the three people, you know, the three, the ones that get the most, and that doesn't mean it's men, it, it, it exonerates men, but generally women, and I, I would assert that, you know, the muscles around the neck are not that strong. You may even have an elongation of the neck. That may be something that, you know, that may affect people. People looking at computer screens all day and, you know, and I wear mobile glasses. phones also. Oh, and know. mobile phones, yes. absolutely. You know, one of the things that I, I, I see a lot of is, is that, you know, people that are on their mobile phones a lot, and you know, it's so dangerous, man. I saw this guy walking across the street looking at his mobile phone. I'm like, what are you doing? I know. I've seen a guy holding a phone while crossing the road, holding his hands, uh, his kid's hand. I'm like, you're not looking at the traffic. It was, it, it was a red light too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do is just slap him in the back of the head and just say, see, you were lucky. That could have been a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The vigilante Noz <laughs> strikes again. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, people just have no concept of when they're walking on the street. This can be a, a big topic that we should explore because it's so easy to get injured. You know, you can like bump into somebody. They don't even look up because they're expecting other people to look up. Yeah, and that's it. I think, you know, um, yeah, you could get whiplash by just looking at your phone and walking on the street. So everyone beware if you are on your phone. Just I, I, I here's my here's my uh, request for everyone out there is, is that if you're walking and you're looking at your phone, just look up and just notice, you know, just notice how many other people are actually doing the same thing and where you are. Exactly. So please, you know, text text safely. Exactly. Don't walk and text. You've been warned. Well, Nathan, thank you so much uh, for all this knowledge uh, for this week. And I look forward to more chats with you next time. And that's Nathan Solier from Elite Personal Training. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.